This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita City Council Member and Vice Mayor Cindy Claycomb. Welcome to Issues 2020. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. Yeah, you uh, you represent District Six. Now, just exactly what are the district's geographic parameters? Yeah, District Six uh, is Washington west to the Big Ditch I-235, and then Douglas north to the city limits. Um, out towards Valley Center, and then I pick up um, kind of an appendage out by uh, the zoo, uh, Barefoot Bay, Emerald Bay, the Moorings, Harbor Isle, kind of a little area out there. When when were you first elected to the city council? I was elected, I'm, I'm in my third year, so I was elected in 2017 and then took office in 2018. And uh, just to clear, clear up the uh, vice mayor thing, that's that's not that's not an elected uh, publicly elected. No, you're we're uh, vice mayor selected by our peers, so uh, the other council members and mayor vote on that, and it's a rotating position. Uh, but you still have to be um, voted on by your peers, and so it's that's kind of a nice uh, honor to have that. So what did, what did you do before you got involved with the city council? Well, immediately before I got in city council, I worked at Wichita State University for almost 25 years. And before that, I worked in industry right out of college for Boeing for a couple of years and then almost 10 years at Pizza Hut headquarters. Uh, But 25 years at at Wichita State was my longest stint anywhere. So how was it at Pizza Hut? I mean, I'm sitting at the the bottom floor on the Pizza Hut headquarter building out on on East Douglas. Is this the building you were in? It is. I think you're sitting in the te- what used to be the test kitchen. It probably is. <laughs> it's, it smells like anchovies in here, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, it was that was a, a great experience. I uh, Pizza gave me a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things. I worked in a lot of different departments. I was the corporate budget manager at one time. I was. Um, I had accounts payable. I worked in HR for a while. I worked in IT for a while. So it was really great experience and. Uh, Pizza Hut allowed me to to do a lot of different things during my 10 years there. Um, it was a very uh, entrepreneurial company, even though at that time uh, the Carnies had just sold uh, to PepsiCo. So I worked for PepsiCo at the time, but still a very entrepreneurial company uh, and a, a lot of fun to work there. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, current events. So tell me, give me your thoughts, generally speaking, on the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Everybody's got feelings about this and thoughts. What are yours? Yeah, I think that uh, you know it's a uh, it's been a, a bad situation for everybody. Uh, whether you're in business, whether you're in government, whether uh, you stay at home, you know it's it's uh, it's been hard for everybody to deal with this and, and kind of navigate it. I think because none of us have ever faced anything like this before, it's difficult to go back to a previous experience and say, oh, you know, here's what we did last time. So we're finding our way as we go. Um, it, I am, I am uh, pretty happy with how Wichitans have responded. Not always, but for the most part, I think Wichitans have, um, you know, seen the um, effects of what can happen in other areas if we don't wear masks and social distance and wash our hands and all those things that we're asking. And and I, you know, I really also think that um, our partners at the county have. Um, worked through some really difficult times as the Board of Health and, you know, trying to figure out what's best for our county. And then that certainly affects Wichita because we make up about 75% of the county. So, Well, I, uh, my next question, assess the response of the city and county government. And I think you just have 
except to say that it appears that uh, the city and county have pretty much worked together or had to work together on this problem, right? I think so. You know, it's, it's, and you know, with anything like this, there's always bumps in the road, but uh, my emphasis has really been to work with the county on this, to let them lead the way and then where we need to, to do things that, you know, are, are directly related to Wichita. But I think for the most part, working together works a lot better than working against each other. I think we've seen at the state level, so it looks like some, some politics are being played in Topeka, but overall, how do you think the state has responded to this, the state of Kansas? I think uh, the state, like, kind of like everybody else is trying to figure their way. And um, uh, so it's very, uh, I think they, you know, they've taken a somewhat measured approach to this, which I think is is good. I think it's difficult uh, when you're in a a leadership role like that and you're in the spotlight all the time. It's so easy for people to punch holes in what you did, you know, particularly with hindsight. I think, though, is... um, I think people are are generally concerned about Kansans and about Wichitans at the state level and are trying to do just what they think is the absolute best for our state. How about the federal response? Or can you assess that from, from here? You know, that's kind of, I think everybody has an opinion on the federal, federal response. I think that um, in our case, I think what's best to do is to look at what can we do locally and rely on the feds for what we can. Uh, so the uh, CARES money, you know, the coronavirus, remember what that all stands for, but it's the money, that, the stimulus money that comes back to the states. I think that's uh, been very helpful, and uh, the county and the state then are, are uh, deciding how that money is divvied up divvied out. So I think that that part of the federal response has, has been helpful. I don't know how much longer the feds can, you know, I think maybe they're up there printing money and <laughs> how much longer can we do that and, and sustain the, to sustain the economy. But those things are very helpful as we move forward, particularly for things that are just totally out of our control uh, and um, the expenses that we're, you know, experiencing because of that and the feds are helping out with that. I would imagine you run pretty close with the, the citizens in your, your area and your district. How do you think the, the average citizen has handled all this here in Wichita? I think there's a, a lot of uncertainty uh, with citizens, but for the most part, I think they've uh, done a pretty good job of navigating, okay, how do we, you know, f- first of all, when we were just in the shutdown, um, you know, navigating that and figuring out then, okay, how do we, how do I work from home? How do I... Um, uh, you know, still stay in contact with my neighbors, which is a big piece of what, you know, uh, the citizens that live in my district, um, we have a lot of neighborhood associations and all of those meetings just came to a stop. And so now they're beginning to realize, okay, so this might be a little bit longer term than we thought. And so what do we do? So I've been to some neighborhood meetings that have been uh, virtual. I've been uh, to a neighborhood meeting about two weeks ago where they decided to meet in person, but did a really good job. Everybody wore their masks. They were social distanced. And uh, so I think they've done a really, you know, a good job in this really uncertain time of just navigating this and figuring it out. I do have concerns about um, the, just the mental health of folks that ha- you know are facing uncertainty in, in their jobs as they move forward, and and just somewhat of an isolation from people when they're used to being around people. So I am I do have concerns about that. Now, 
uh, we look at this thing, and we were already in Wichita. Started off the year with this thing with the 737 Max and Spirit and the Airy. All that was going down. And then we got punched in the face with this pandemic. Uh, the economic impact. Talk about that for just a little bit, Cindy. Well, you know, I think uh, last I heard, 55,000 people lost their jobs either for, through a layoff or a furlough in um, the Wichita area. And that's a lot of people. It's It really is. And so, as you said, we had the 737 MAX first, and there were layoffs and furloughs already, and we were positioning to help with that. And then the pandemic hit and um, a- added to that. And it's just – it's. Um, it has an effect, an economic effect on our economy. It, if you look at just from a um, governmental perspective, we anticipate um, an $11 million shortfall in our budget this year, and I think it's about $17 million in 2021, and you know even maybe I think $23 million in 2022. And uh, so it's you know we're looking at 2023 before we get back where we think. Um, uh, taxes might be back where they were before the before the 737 max and before the pandemic, and so that that just causes a hardship on citizens because what we use that tax money is to pro- is to provide services to the citizens and, and residents of Wichita, mm. um, and and so you see that effect, you know, in terms of uh, making um, tough choices about what gets done and what doesn't get done. And now I'd like to get your thoughts on, on another big issue this year, uh, how, how police deal with minorities. The, the protests in Wichita over the death of George Floyd seemed well-organized and generally peaceful. Uh, yeah. Who deserves credit for that, do you think? Well, I think, um, I think the activist um, – so I think two groups deserve credit for that. One is that the activists, that they worked hard to make sure that – the, for the most part, the protests here in Wichita were um, peaceful. I don't think they didn't they didn't take the um, stand of you know we're going to go out and fight people with violence or looting or those sorts of things. But we want our voice to be heard, and so I, I'm really proud of the activists in our community that that move that direction. And then I also think that. Um, Chief Gordon Ramsey and the Wichita Police Department have had a hand in that also in that they have established relationships with many of the activists. And so they, um, because of those relationships, they could work through some of the issues and and um, let the activists and, and folks that wanted to hold the protests and the rally uh, do that without a, a lot of problems. Oh, right. Now, you think we can continue to expect good things from WPD when it comes to community relations then? I do think so. Um, shortly after um, several of the groups had uh, demands that they wanted the police department um, to address, and um, so the police department did address those, and we have a, and out on the Wichita.gov website you can see this. It's a response to the community, and it, it was just the beginning. It, it uh, says, you know, uh, for each demand, if if the police department or the city is doing something to already address that demand, to let them know that, and then in other cases saying, okay, we're willing to work work on this and work on being better at this. And then some of them were just a difference of opinion, and I think laying that out in a response to the community. And then um, 
moving forward to continue those conversations, not to say, okay, this is a one-time response and we're done with it now, but to say, okay, we have, um, here's the city's response to those, and now how do we move forward? You're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita City Council Member and Vice Mayor Cindy Claycall. Uh, I wanted to back up just a little bit and and give us uh, your thoughts on, on the city's budget. Obviously, uh, going to be lean and mean again this this time around, right? It will, it will absolutely. You know, and but one of the um, positive things that came out of that this year was the city council was, I think, much more involved early on in the development of this budget. Usually, what happens um, in a normal year, the city manager works with staff, and uh, he then recommends a budget. And then we start working through it as a city council. Okay, we like this, we don't, we think, you you know, we could, you know, see a decrease here and an increase here. But this year, because we so early on were faced with what we knew would be a large budget deficit, we held uh, several budget retreats where we really dug in to each of the, the uh, city staff presented us with 90 concepts of things where we could look for cuts uh, to the budget and so we really dug into those, and we helped shape the manager's recommended budget. So when it was introduced last week, there were no surprises in it for any of us. We knew exactly what uh, was coming. And I think because of that, it's given us um, a lot of um, – at least it's given me a lot of confidence in how that budget was formed and that we are doing the very best we can to maintain services, the core services that we do, and recognize that some things are just going to have to not take place from the city at this point in time, but maybe in the future we can bring some of those back when revenues um, you know, get back in line. And another year without a tax increase, right? And yeah, Absolutely, no tax increase. Hmm. About 75 years in a row, it seems, on that. I've been... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, 26 years or 27 years. I kind of. Oh, is it really that? Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you have some uh, exciting things happening in the Evergreen neighborhood. That's part of your district, isn't it? Yes, Evergreen? it is. Tell us about it. That. What's going on in Evergreen then? Yeah, so um, uh, Evergreen Neighborhood Center is at uh, 2700 North Woodland, which is about 25th in Arkansas. And uh, my predecessor, Janet Miller, had um, decided that she would like to take uh, each district when we sold the Hyatt Hotel, when the city ho- sold the Hyatt Hotel, each district got a million dollars to spend however the council members saw fit uh, with the support of other council members. So Janet had decided that we should spend that $1 million to revitalize the Evergreen Neighborhood Center. And that um, that project has just really grown about two years ago, we were two budget cycles ago, we were looking at potentially closing the Evergreen Library because of uh, budget shortfalls. And we, uh, one of the things we looked at was, what if we combined the Evergreen Library and the Evergreen Neighborhood Center and created just this great uh, community center? And so that's what we've decided to do, and we're moving forward on that. And so we've got we're creating a new center, and it's going to be where the library is now, which is at 25th and Arkansas. It's a really um, nice, prominent building uh, right in the neighborhood. And this, um, what this project will do is we'll bring in 
nonprofits that um, and other organizations that provide services in our new community center. So in, in addition to the library facility there and the neighborhood center, which takes care of all neighborhood issues that people will have, uh, we also have a neighborhood inspector from the city there and community policing will op- operate out of there, but also nonprofits who offer um, services in terms of workforce and career readiness and small business development. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we're probably looking at a, a renovation kickoff later this year and plan to do that renovation in 2021. All right, let's talk about the Aquatics Master Plan. No pools open this summer. How about that? Yeah, I know. That's sad for the kids, right? Were you a pool person when you were young? I was. No. I was, yeah. My parents sent me through swimming lessons, and I taught swimming lessons when I got when I was in college, and yeah, I swam a lot. Mm. So, but the, this year, the public's not going to have that going on in Wichita, then, huh? No, they're not. But, you know, one of the things, again, that, um, so you always look for an opportunity when things like this hit. Our aquatics master plan uh, renovates uh, pools in the area, in the city, and uh, builds new water playgrounds in some neighborhoods. What this has allowed us to do is to start those renovations sooner. And so we didn't have to wait for the end of the season, which is what we were going to do on many of those pool renovations and the new water playgrounds, because some of the water playgrounds are going where there are pools already. So right now, as we speak, those renovations are taking place, and the plan is to have all those pools and water playgrounds ready for the uh, 2021 season. Now, is Internet access an issue in your district? Um, It is in some areas in that um, people may not be able to afford Internet service. Mm -hmm. I think the service is there, but sometimes they can't afford it. I do know that uh, the USD 259 is working on ensuring that every family, with at least with children, has Internet access when school starts up again, and I think that uh, will help any of those uh, problems that we have. Yeah, that's pretty much crucial, it looks like, when it, when it comes to schooling, at least, it for the, is. at least for the next few months, anyway. It, yeah, it certainly mm-hmm. is. We also, at the Evergreen Neighborhood Center, we check out uh, Wi-Fi hotspots. And so if you don't have access to Internet, uh, we, we can provide that. And the other two, um, Atwater and Colvin uh, Neighborhood Centers also do this. So you can come and check out a hotspot for two weeks, and it's free. And um, you can take that home and have, you know, free Wi-Fi access. Hmm. Okay. So are we staying on top of infrastructure, streets, water pipes, things like that? Yes, I think we are. Um, now, I think sometimes uh, citizens will disagree with me on that. However, when we look at streets, we continue to add uh, money to our capital improvement plan to increase street maintenance every year. So I think we're at $11 million for uh, next year, and our goal is for that to grow to $20 million, uh, I think, by the year um, 2030. So we're increasing that street maintenance every year. And we use a, a public works uses a, a decision support tool, which looks at all of our streets and how they, the condition of all those streets, and based on that tool figures out exactly which streets will benefit the most from maintenance. And I think sometimes not everybody agrees that um, that that's the, 
you know, everybody went to their street to be the best, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that decision support tool doesn't always allow for that. It looks at streets across the entire city and then helps us prioritize what gets fixed and, and what has to wait. And then in terms of um, water, you know, we're building the new water treatment facility. And while that will service the entire uh, city, it is located in District 6 out, out by the zoo. And um, we, I'm, I am so impressed with our uh, public works department in terms of really uh, preventive, ma- preventative maintenance, you know, watching what's going on with our water system, with our sewer system, and not letting things get to a point of failure, but making sure that we take care of any issues before they happen. And I know it's kind of boring for people, I think, sometimes to wade through uh, city council agenda, and I wouldn't anticipate that people would do that. But many times we authorize spending on things that that do just that, allow our staff to go out and make sure that our water pipes and our sewer system and all that uh, stay in good shape and don't fail. It's not glamorous, but there it is. And that's right. Give us a, give us an update on the homelessness in our city. I know they did the, the assessment the other day or in January. Yeah, we, you know, there's, um, probably right now, if you if people drive around, you see evidence of what looks like more homelessness. But what has happened is uh, the uh, shelters, the winter shelters, have now closed. We we uh, the city provided funding for two additional months this year because of the pandemic. We wanted to make sure that uh, the homeless had a place to stay during the daytime and that we could monitor. Uh, you know their condition and and make sure that we didn't have an outbreak in that population of the virus and uh, but right now the the shelters are closed and so you'll see a lot of homeless uh, people out on the out on the streets we're working um there's a group called um the mental health and substance abuse coalition and they are working on identifying folks that are high utilizers of the mental health system or the substance abuse system and uh, providing services that really help those people because sometimes it's just those people, um, you know, they get help and then they get out and there's not that follow-up to help them yeah. continue, you know, with the treatment they, they've gotten. And so we're working on, I'm, I'm on that uh, board and we're working on with uh, providers throughout the entire city in terms of how do we have a better process for helping these folks. Our new um, director of housing and community services, Sally Stang, she uh, has a lot of experience in this area and a lot of just expertise in terms of how do we use, best use our uh, funding that goes for homeless and homelessness prevention services. How do we use that funding to really make a difference and, you know, make an impact uh, in, in that community? We also have our homeless outreach team, which fills a gap where some of the service pro- service providers don't pro- provide services for the homeless. So those um, that team works really hard to help homeless uh, folks uh, find services that they need. So when the pand- if and when the pandemic ends, what's next for Wichita? Just a big party for a year, you think? <laughs> I think so. I think that would be a great idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we've done so many things now virtually. Like I think everybody probably wants to get out and get together and have a big party, have a big celebration. I hope that's soon, but I don't think it's going to be. You know, I think we're looking at, uh, you know, until we have a um, vaccine, and th- and then even then, that's going to take a while for it to be distributed um, or better treatments. Uh, I think we're going <laughs> to be in the situation we are. All right. Hey, so thanks for spending some time with us. 
we appreciate it and uh, probably talk to you again here in a few weeks. Best of luck during the pandemic as we try to get back to normal someday, maybe. Okay. That's right. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate it. Wichita City Council Member and Vice Mayor Cindy Claycomb, our guest this week. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.